0: Welcome back to the Meddling Kids Podcast, your groovy review of Scooby-Doo. I'm Julie Kidd, and I'm joined by my good friend who is a real-life teenager named Aelita. Hi! Thank you so much for joining us, and you are on the show today because we're going to go out of order in our sequence and talk about Scooby Natural, which is a Scooby-Doo takeover of the Supernatural show. Okay, now no cursing. Okay. And um, don't be really violent. Okay. I know you're a teenager, so don't do like teenagery things like uh, graffiti. I, is that a thing teenagers do? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No truancy. Don't be truant. I don't know. I'm just trying to set some ground rules and be like an adult and stuff. Okay. So tell us what you know about Supernatural. Who are these dudes? Because it just kind of looked like three white men and I couldn't keep them straight.
1: There are two brothers, Dean and Sam Winchester, and they are basically hunters, not exactly for a living, but they hunt They hunt supernatural creatures. And then there's Castiel, who is an angel and helps them sometimes when it is in accordance to God's plan, quote unquote, is what he calls it at the very least, but uh. it's more when he feels like it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Because one of my questions for you later on is, it looked like Castiel, like, repairs Sco- uh, shaggy's arm and i would i didn't know if he's supposed to be some sort of magical being or something
1: yeah he's an angel
0: here's my next question for you uh, do you ever watch scooby-doo
1: I am not able to access it, but I've seen like clips and episodes. None of
0: your excuses. I'm not able to access Scooby-Doo. Come on. If if you really wanted to watch it, you could beg your parents, unless they're really horrible parents.
1: Oh, they're not. They're not horrible. In my library, there are Scooby-Doo comics, and so I've read those.
0: Okay, that'll do. I need to have a talk with your parental folks later about your Scooby-Doo education and lack thereof because I'm really disappointed, but that's all right. It's not your fault. I, I still really care for you, random teenager who I have pulled onto my podcast. Okay, I didn't mean to give you a guilt trip. It's It's really your dad's fault. Okay, so do you need me to explain to you who Scooby-Doo is? Is this no. a thing you know? Okay, I, all right. I know
1: all of the characters on Scooby-Doo.
0: <laughs> okay, well then here's my question for you, because it seems like throughout the episode they were drawing a lot of parallels between the two shows. Because like you said, Sam and Dean and Supernatural hunt monsters. And we know Fred, Daphne, Velma, Scooby, and Shaggy sort of hunt monsters too and solve mysteries. But what about like the characters themselves? Like which character is Sam most like? Who is Dean most like? Because they do say Castiel is most like Scooby-Doo.
1: Scooby-Doo and Shaggy kind of mashed up into one angel person, probably.
0: Is Castiel usually scared of stuff?
1: Not exactly scared, per se. He's kind of acts the same way as them. They all kind of, Castiel has pieces of all of the characters in him. But he can be most related to Shaggy and definitely to Scooby.
0: Okay, well, what about Sam and Dean? Because I couldn't really tell them apart too much.
1: So Sam, he's taller. He has the nickname of Sam Squatch by some of the other um, <laughs> smaller main characters. Uh-huh. And he has long hair. And he does a lot of the research. So oh, okay. he, I think he be, could be related to Velma. And Dean could be related to Fred, I believe. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Dean is more like the risk taker.
1: Dean's more the brute force and Sam's more the researcher.
0: So, have you ever seen, well, it sounds like you don't have access so you claim in quotes to Scooby-Doo. So, you probably haven't seen the episode A Night of Fright is No Delight?
1: No, I have not, but from what they were talking about, I kind of got the basic idea.
0: Okay, that well let me just stuck in
1: a haunted mansion.
0: Yes, no, I want to recap it for you. You must listen to my recap. Okay. I I have a whole episode I could send you, but just... Really briefly, it's pretty similar to what happens in this episode, that Scooby finds out he's inherited some money, but he has to stay in a haunted house overnight. And then during the night, all these other relatives of the dude who's died, Colonel Sanders, start disappearing. And at the end, it's super creepy, Alita, because there's all these coffins in the basement of this mansion, including a Great Dane-sized coffin, like in a cutout of a dog. It's so creepy. And in the other coffin. We see their bodies, but of course, it's just dummies. And in the it's one of those wackadoo episodes of Scooby-Doo, because in the end, we find out that it was the ghost was really just the lawyer the whole time in a costume. But like, it's never explained, well, what actually happened to these relatives? Are they dead somewhere? Like, we're just supposed to assume that they all got scared and left. But it's never explained. So, you know, there's lots of conspiracy theories about, oh, no, they actually did die, etc. So it was a perfect episode for them to pick on because it's, you know, so typical of like Haunted Mansion. But At the same time, it really was legitimately creepy. So anyway, it's a fun, funny episode to watch. So I was really excited that that's the one that they did here. So why don't we recap this Scooby Natural episode for everyone. So this episode starts off with Sam and Dean... Fighting like a Barney type character. And I guess for people who watch Supernatural, they would know that, okay, this being is possessed because its eyes are glowing a little bit. But for people like me who haven't really watched the show, it just looks like they're being really mean and beating up a Barney. And especially like at one point, they douse it with holy oil and then set it on fire.
1: Well, when you're dealing with cursed objects, because that's what they thought at first was that was a cursed object. They were not aware that it was possessed. Uh-huh. But yeah, holy oil and holy water and fire is the best way to get rid of a cursed object. Same with like dealing with ghosts. Salt and fire is normally the best way to deal with it.
0: Well, now I know and I think I need a bigger purse because mine is just filled with like baggies of Cheerios, twenty sided dice and stuff like that. But we also should have a pocket for holy holy oil and salt, etc. So Live and learn, listeners. Then this store owner, this dude named Alan, is like, Hey, thanks so much for saving me. That was pretty crazy. And he gives them their choice of anything in the store to take. And then while they're talking, this guy named Jay comes in, and he's the local real estate developer. And can you describe this dude? I don't know if sleazy
1: would be the good way to describe it, but but he he doesn't doesn't look trustworthy. Probably someone that you would meet in Scooby-Doo who's playing the ghost.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, it was so funny because normally in TV shows, they try to be, At least modern TV shows, they try to be a little subtle about who the villain is. I love that they did this, that they made the real estate developer so skeezy and like his costuming and his eyebrows and everything. It's like, wow, that guy looks like a villain. And of course, he ends up to be the villain. So I love that. And that was one of the cool things about Scooby-Doo, watching it when I was a kid, was like, it's really comfortable because you can watch it and you know ahead of time pretty much like who the bad guy's going to be and you know there's a happy ending. So it's not like very disturbing even though it's a little scary. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and still today, I don't really like to watch things if I don't really know that they're going to end happy. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That's always a big about. thing. Whenever you're watching or reading something really suspenseful, and like your friend recommends it, yeah, I've seen it. It's a really great thing. And then you say to your friend, is it going to end well? And your friend just smiles at you and says, I don't know, right? all annoying. like Because <gasps> they do know it's going to happen, but they just oh, say they don't.
0: Yes, exactly. That happened to me. Have you seen the movie Heathers?
1: No, I haven't. I believe I am never allowed to see it, but I (laughs) found out about it by listening to some of the music online. And I like some of the music from the musical and I know the plot line, but I don't think I'm going to be allowed to watch it until I turn 18.
0: Okay, well, when you turn eighteen, I'll totally watch it with you. But yeah, I remember the first time I watched it. My friend Deborah, who might be listening, told me it was hilarious, and I just thought it was a lighthearted comedy. And it is a comedy, but it's a dark comedy, which is very different and sarcastic. And I kept expecting like characters who had died to come back to life, but they didn't, and I was a little sad. A little sad. Anyway, okay. Wow, this episode is going to be super long if I keep stopping and interrupting you. I'm so sorry. Okay, so and. They they go back to their house and they hook up the TV and the screen starts glowing and the brothers, where their names Sam and Dean, they like get yeah they get sucked into the television and um then next thing they know they're cartoons and they have a
1: really funny reaction where Dean slaps Sam which is kind of predictable that's how they act a
0: lot. Okay, that's what I wanted to do because I thought that was hilarious because, first of all, I like slapstick comedy because I'm a child. But also, like, I liked how the handprint stayed in the other dude's face, like, for a while, the way cartoons do. So is that slapstick stuff something that happens in the show usually?
1: Um, sort of. Would... It's not really a cartoon, so it's not really right. that much slapstick. But there is kind of funny things where Dean thinks that when the first time Dean meets Castiel, he thinks that Castiel is bad. And so he tries to, you know, get rid of Castiel and it doesn't really work the way he expects it to. (laughs) And Castiel's just total monotone and the way he talks Uh because he's an emotionally stunted angel who doesn't know how to deal with humanity. very much, And so just the way he acts whenever anything happens is very funny.
0: Awesome. I like it. It's like, uh, just someone who needs some socialization. He needs to go to the Angel Park more. Like, dogs need to go to the dog park. Okay, so they find their really sick car. And I mean sick in, like, the cool way you teens use it. Yeah. It's Dean's, Dean's baby.
1: It's his everything, and eventually... (laughs) baby. That's the name of the Impala. It's been with them forever and ever and ever. It was their dad's car. Now it's their car. They're probably going to pass it on to their kids. It's very important. It's their
0: life. So, it's another theme too that's really similar with the Scooby Gang and the Mystery Machine, which, even when they travel all around the world, they bring the Mystery Machine with them. And it's always almost like a silent but central character.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: See, we are totally going to get our PhDs in Scooby Studies. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, they drive to a malt shop and they see the Scooby Gang in there. And Dean, I think, is the one who just kind of starts freaking out. He's really excited. Or is it Sam? I. It's Sorry. Dean.
1: Sam acts, acts more cool, although eventually it turns out that he likes Scooby-Doo just as much as Dean does. But Dean's yes. like a diehard Scooby-Doo fan. Wherever he would go when he was on the road and the hotels and everything, Scooby-Doo would always be there. It was like his constant that kept him in a kind of relatively normal. It's not really normal when he's like learning to be a hunter from a young age, but that just was one of the things
0: that helped him with his childhood. Okay, so that all fits in and makes a lot of sense. And then they they see them and they see the Scooby gang looking at the newspaper announcing that you know Scooby's gonna be inheriting some money potentially. And Sam and Dean just kind of join up with them to to come along for the fun adventure. They're thinking, oh yeah, we've seen this episode before. We know exactly what happens. This will be super easy. We just sidle along and watch the fun. But then that night, someone's actually brutally murdered instead of like the first body just disappearing, Cosgood Creeps is like stabbed in his bed and there's blood everywhere and it's disgusting. And uh, Fred is like, great, murder, woohoo! And that Dean
1: at that point doesn't seem to like Fred at all. (laughs) And he also has a crush on Daphne pretty bad. If you had seen the television show, he definitely thinks he's a ladies' man at the very least. So he's always trying to get the girl. It doesn't always really work out. Most of the time, the girl's actually a demon that wants to kill him.
0: So, you know, pros and cons. Mm. That'll happen. It definitely, the wanting Daphne thing was definitely a theme. Um, uh, It was pretty hilarious because he kept flirting with her like the entire time. And she is totally oblivious. Like he's like, hey, you want to go look for clues? And she's like, sure, it'll be you, me, and Fred. That's basically how it went. The Winchesters are starting to realize, oh man, this guy's actually like legit dead. This isn't the, the kind of mysteries that Scooby do normally faces, because usually there's a human inside every single monster or like a robotic kind of guy or something like that. No on one wires. ever dies
1: or anything that we it's know of.
0: That, that we know of, unless it's off screen. There's been a couple. And then they see the ghost and it looks all like translucent. And what's really funny is Shaggy goes phantom and his normal thing is ghost. So I thought that was kind of cool. funny. And I,
1: th- I find the funny part is when Castiel just, like, stares at the ghost and remarks that it's a very strange outfit for a ghost to be wearing before oh, Shaggy yeah. and Scooby pull him away, and Castiel just, like, waves his hand through the ghost, like, totally <laughs> clueless.
0: Yeah, we forgot to tell everyone. So Castiel shows up too all of a sudden because he got sucked into the TV also. The group decides to split up to investigate, which is another common thing that always happens. Fred's always like, let's split up. I'll go with the girls and Shaggy and Scooby can go over here. And I love how Sam and Dean are like, that is dumb. Why would you do that? Sam and Velma go hang out and they're kind of like a couple of I mean, and not a couple, like a romantic couple, but they're kind of like a team of two for the rest of the episode. And Sam's trying to tell Velma that the supernatural stuff is actually real, that this is a real ghost that they're fighting. And Velma is just like, no, you have no idea what you're talking they're about. Complete they're complete about- opposites. Right. And they're both like being kind of condescending towards each other. She's like, look, I have solved hundreds of mysteries. And he's like, I've saved the world. And she's like, that's cute, but ghosts aren't real. This is wires and stuff. And then they find a toy box covered in ectoplasm. And Velma thinks it's suspicious because it's not dusty and everything else in the attic is dusty. And he's like, no, it's suspicious because there's ectoplasm. And then toys start flying at them. And Velma's just chalking it up to, oh it's just Christmas lights and fishing wire probably isn't physically possible to do some of that stuff and that's what happens in Scooby Dee like some crazy phantom will be chasing them all around and like nearly killing them and then later they're like it was a balloon and everyone's like oh that makes perfect sense oh so then the others are getting chased around by the ghost so let's see it's Castiel Shaggy and Scooby are being chased by the ghost Somewhere, and then Daphne, Fred, and Dean fall through a trapdoor and into the dark. And Dean's like, Hey, Daphne, want me to give you a once over to make sure you're okay? When the lights come on, it's actually the ghost he's about to feel up, and I love that because that's something that happens in Scooby all the time, that they're like, here, let's hold hands to be safe. And Shaggy's like, Scooby, your paw feels weird, and when they turn on the light, he's actually holding hands with a ghost or something. Very classic and funny. When's the part when they find the other disgusting dead body?
1: Oh, so the other disgusting dead body is before they get chased around in circles by the phantom. They hear the scream, (laughs) and they go in, and there's another dead body that's been decapitated in multiple spots and cleaved in half and hanging and once oh again, yeah it's like it's just like let's go look for clues and they <laughs> keep going you know and so that makes yeah. Dean a little bit
0: angry because having no respect for the dead it was horrifying and the Skeebie gang's like oh this is must be fake and so at this point, they decide to tell them, no, look, you guys, this paranormal stuff is real. Like, there is a real ghost. You need to be super duper careful here. The ghost comes again, and Sam and Dean use iron candlesticks, which I didn't know this. Apparently, iron can, like, repel ghosts. Yes, iron and salt works very well. And Now I know. Adding that to my purse.
1: And Shaggy. Shaggy gets thrown off. The windowsill falls and breaks his arm. And apparently the ghost, I believe, is actually warping the reality of that universe, because normally stuff like that always happens, The knee doesn't get hurt. Right, right. But because there's an actual ghost, he does break his arm, which later
0: gets fixed by Castiel because he has angelic grace. And now I get that. That was very confusing to me before. So the Skippy gang is like, what is going on? How is Shaggy actually hurt? And Fred has like a bloody nose and stuff. So that's where Sam and Dean are like, seriously, no, there are ghosts in the world. This is a real ghost.
1: They basically have panic attacks until... Dean gives them a pep talk and Sam, and it turns out that Sam actually is also a Scooby-Doo geek. Yay!
0: So they're like, we're going to do what you guys do best. Fred, build us a trap. And he sets like this totally ridiculously complicated trap, including us. Uh, Do you remember it?
1: Yeah. So they've got, first they've got the iron and the salt that they got from the Impala. The trunk of the Impala has tons and tons of gear for hunting Ah, ghosts and other monsters. It's like kind of like I don't know if the mystery if the mystery van has any of that, but
0: I, I think you mean the mystery machine. Mystery
1: machine. I'm sorry, um, I forgot. Mystery um, machine. Yeah. Mystery machine. Very important. But uh, iron tripwire, which the ghost can touch, he'll run into it, and then that'll trigger the bag of coconuts up top to fall, which the ghost <laughs> A will bag of coconuts. Of course, which of course, pass through the ghost. Because it's a ghost. Oh right. Should I use lead balls or something? Which the will push the ghost into the soap, which will the soap will make him go really fast. Eventually, get trapped in this washing machine. Which and is the how washi- the ghost
0: in the original episode got caught.
1: Into the washing machine. The washing machine will close. And lead will be around it. But of course, it doesn't work because the coconuts fall through the ghost <laughs> and Shaggy, um, <laughs> Scooby, and Castiel who play bait. Castiel basically just joining Scooby and Shaggy. Right. Um. Trip on the coconuts, go through the soap, into the washing machine. And Sam is all confused, like, how come the trap didn't work? And Dean <laughs> says, oh, Fred's traps never work. And then they um get hold of the ghost another way, using plan B through the and trap door. And what was door. plan B? Yeah. Plan B was using the trap door, and the ghost falls down, and Dean and Sam are down at the bottom and find out that the ghost... Is from their world who was a little kid that was had possessed a pocket knife.
0: Eventually, they catch him in with this circle of salt, and and the kid is pretty creepy. But I like how they're like, "Oh yeah, creepy ghost kid." You get used to it. It's pretty creepy. But the Scooby Gang isn't seeing this, right? It's just Castiel and Sam and Dean who mm-hmm. are actually the, talking to the real ghost. The Scooby Gang are upstairs still, I believe. Yeah, and having their existential crises. Yeah. And, panic attacks. and and so this boy is like, yeah, I died when I was a kid and my soul got tied to this pocket knife that my dad gave me. And Jay, that really evil real estate developer, puts the knife in different stuff like that stuffed dinosaur and then I do bad things. And, and the t- television. And the television, exactly. And so they're like, look, kid, if you help us get back to the real world, we'll help you go to heaven, basically. And the bad men will be gone. In the bad, yeah, we'll take care of that bad man, i.e. Jay, the evil real estate developer, the skeezy dude. So they go back upstairs and um, they, they make a deal with the ghost kid to like help them convince the Scooby gang that there really aren't ghosts.
1: Can't leave the Scooby gang like that. They
0: need to keep on solving mysteries like they always do. Right, like Fred is like, my whole life is meaningless. Why have I been chasing random, weird real estate developers when I could have been fighting Draculas and werewolves? And Daphne is like, does this mean there's heaven? Does this mean there's hell? And Shaggy and Scooby are like, we told you so. We've been saying this the whole time. You never listened to us. And they're they are all not very happy. So the Sam and Dean are like, okay, guys, we were wrong. It isn't a ghost. It was just fishing wire. And why don't we take the mask off this dude and they take the mask off the ghost and it looks like cause good creeps who was brutally murdered earlier but it's just the ghost pretending he's cause good creeps to help the scooby gang feel better and then uh i think that's pretty much it before they go back i think the one who really oh dean makes one last go for kissing velma and she's just like la 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 and then Velma grabs Sam and kisses him quite passionately. She's obsessed with his shoulders. She makes yeah. references to it.
1: She always, like, references him, you and your big shoulders the entire episode. Yeah.
0: And I like her cute little blush. And he's like, oh, I should have known Velma's good to go. It's always the quiet ones. And, of course, everyone knows Velma's the best. Um, uh, so anyway, then the kid and Castiel and Sam and Dean all go back to the live action world. Here's what I didn't understand. Why did they have to destroy their TV? Couldn't they just take the pocket knife out of the back of it? Cause it looked like. They're just stupid.
1: Li- Honestly, they have no common sense whatsoever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it
1: was dramatic. Like Sam, Sam, yeah. It's very dramatic. It's helpful. But I mean, it probably would have had to been destroyed, but they could have like used a magnet. Although the blowtorch does work best but like some of the things they do like their guns get lost so many times they should just like strap it to a bungee cord or something so that they don't lose it that's actually referenced in um one episode and like other things that they just don't use common sense like sam thinks the only way to defeat lucifer is to drink demon blood which is not going to be the best option in the long run
0: yeah it seems like there's got to be some different courses of action you'd try first
1: don't trust a demon who's <laughs> trying to get you addicted to demon blood. That's not a good idea. But yes. No.
0: Words of wisdom. So they go back to the pawn shop and they find Alan, who's the owner of the pawn shop, he's the nice guy, about to give his or sign the store over to Jay. Jay's about to buy it from him real cheap. Um, But they confront him and they're like, no, Jay was using this ghost to scare away people so he could buy their property real cheap. Um, But of course, that's not really something you can explain to police because police would be like, what are you talking about? Ghosts aren't real. But they also found out that he hadn't been paying his taxes. So he got arrested for that. Jay says, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids, which I
1: love.
0: Yay. And then Dean says, scooby -doo doo
1: Like Scooby does. And he also has an ascot. Oh, yeah. He thinks ascots are cool. At the beginning, one of the reasons he doesn't like Fred is because he wears an ascot and it's quote unquote stupid. But at the end, Dean's just like, yeah, ascots are cool. What do you think about it? And Castiel and Sam just kind of put him down with that and the Scooby-Doo thing.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of dudes don't like Fred because, first of all, Fred's always breaking and entering, but also he's just so much to live up to. Like, he's handsome and charming and Daphne loves him, blah, 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 and he gets away with, you know, breaking and entering, and it's just a lot to live up to. Okay, here's another quick question for you. How do you think Scooby talks? Because I have a theory that maybe he's a human trapped inside a dog's body. I feel like he would have alerted them to that. Mm, Good point. And he talks... I don't know why
1: he lists everything with an R retro and everything, <laughs> even though sometimes he doesn't. Like, I think he's a talking dog to add comedic comedic relief and yeah. just kind of be funny because that's, that's something they need to have in a cartoon. It'd be a lot more dull if they didn't have a talking dog.
0: Good point. If just Shaggy was the scared guy. And he didn't have his buddy with him. Then it would just be a bunch of bullies picking on Shaggy.
1: It would be a lot less interesting. They need like something to pop it out and Scooby-Doo, which is what it's named after. You know, Scooby-Doo is the most important character. They might not know Fred, Daphne, Shaggy, Velma, but people know Scooby-Doo. He's the talking dog. He's famous.
0: You know, that's interesting you say that because in this episode, Scooby-Doo played a relatively small role compared to what he does in the usual episodes. And it's because kind of like Sam and Dean took on that silly character a and bit. Castiel. And Castiel. Castiel, yeah. Castiel
1: is their talking dog or, without <laughs> his powers, a baby in the trench coat.
0: Oh, that's so cute. Okay. And then he gets his feelings hurt. Oh, so before we part for today, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience or say now that you've got this platform to the world? Mm, No pressure. Uh, 42. All right. Sounds good. She knows the meaning of life, folks. This is a smart teen we've got here. Well, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to thank all our listeners and our families who support us in these ridiculous podcasts that we do. And thanks to Dave Seste for the use of the song Night Surfing, our theme song. And also, if you want to give us feedback on this or talk about any of the things we've raised here and share pics and silly recipes – Uh, Join the Meddling Kids podcast and Scooby-Doo discussion group on Facebook, moderated by my bestie, Tiff. Thanks so much, Tiff. And just remember, kids, next time you're hitting on a cartoon character, you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids.